0: Hey yo, you like Discord? You know you do. Go on over to Infendo.com, click on the community tab, join up with all the people just like you who want to talk about Infendo and Nintendo and all the other cool stuff you're doing with your life.
1: So connected to the world of Nintendo, even Link knows where to find us. Infendo Radio is on now.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Infendo Radio. I don't know what episode this is. Um, I am Six something or other. <laughs> six something or other. I'm back. I was gone last week. I heard I turned into Steve. It was fantastic. Um, I played Lego Star terrible. Wars a lot. It was a good time. <laughs> but now I'm me again. Um, I am Lucas. Hello. Thank you for joining me tonight. Um, I am joined by two co-hosts, one of which really wants to say something. So I'm going to let him go first. Justin! you doing tonight and where can the people find you
1: uh good i don't know what i wanted to say (laughs) other than the fact that my eye keeps watering but and i should have shaved but you know luckily we're not live anymore so that's rookie edit my rookie mistake i shaved before the show started
2: i don't know that Uh, i can um, do that that seems pretty uh (laughs) above my pay grade
0: what you want to do is you want to right click and you want to go to um choose video filter and that'll give you everything you need to fix your problem
2: Ooh, yeah okay so we'll just put like a oh
0: i'm gonna have fun like with that. that there you go
1: justin where can the people find
0: you please <laughs> you can
1: find me on twitter at infendojustin. Um, and, uh, I know I keep promising new stuff on the Disney Park bench, and I promise it'll be up by the end of the week, because I am working hard on the finishing touches on my really long review of my January trip, so keep an eye out for that.
0: Fantastic. Um, Eugene, I heard your voice. Where are you this evening, and... How would one get in touch with you if they wanted to give you a big old sloppy kiss?
2: <laughs> um, I'm trapped in the sixth dimension, um, but it's okay. You can find me um, get on Infendo.com. Go to Twitter. Actually, Infendo.com is down right now. I just noticed that when I was uh, trying to log in pre-show. Um, so I'm going to have to fix that after the show tonight. But, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. tw- Twitter, Inventor.com, you-, you know where the places are to go. You guys know where to find us. Course, uh, Lucas, so, though, yeah. they might not know where to find you and all the new stuff that you're doing, so why don't you, uh, why don't you let us know?
0: Oh my gosh, well, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Lucas Peace. You should search for me and watch some stuff. Uh... What have I uploaded? I uploaded the last of our Mario Kart races. That was a 10-part series of many of us playing Mario Kart, including Justin, who was in some episodes. Steve's wife was there, a couple of Steve's co-workers. Steve was there, so go watch those. And um, I've been uploading video footage of me and Steve playing Minecraft together which is a really cool thing that you definitely want to watch, because we play that game very differently. So you should you should check that out and have fun with that. Um, however, we are not here to play Minecraft tonight. We are not here to shamelessly plug our various channels tonight. We are here to talk about Nintendo stuff. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And um, I have a topic of sorts that I want to bring up. And I say this because, full disclosure, there is very little news happening in the world of Nintendo right now. And as much as we want to play a game, playing a game with two people playing and one person hosting is a little a little dull. So, um, we're going to have a conversation about acquisition, which is a thing that's been happening in the world of video games lately. A lot of acquisitions have been happening lately, actually. Um, Eugene posted a link that just, I think just today, or within the last couple of days, uh, Nintendo actually got a new building, which is going to be for research and development. Uh it's did they get a pretty... new building
1: or do they get new land and they're going to build a new building? I
0: think they're going to be building a new building yeah. on the new land. Uh, the building will not be ready until 2027, if that gives you an indication of how far out in the oh future my. this whole process is. I didn't is. know it was that far out. Yeah, yeah pretty far I didn't out. either, actually.
2: You actually so read by the, the time... article. I just read yeah. the headline. <laughs> so by the time
0: the next system is halfway through its life cycle... We will, have, uh, we will have a brand new R&D building to do more work with. Um, so this is actually kind of exciting because um, th- there's been kind of some talk like internally from from Nintendo reps about how even though Nintendo does a lot, it is a relatively small company compared to some of the other like, you know, triple developer companies out there. So having an extra building is kind of exciting. But one of the jokes I saw um, in the comments section of the Nintendo Life article that I was reading is, you know, uh, Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard for, for building billions and billions of dollars. Sony acquired Bungie for $3.6 billion. And Nintendo acquired A Plot of Land for $40 million, that sort of thing. Um, so so the conversation I want to have, and this is something we've we've definitely done in like, Change the System, like question block type stuff before, is should Nintendo be actively pursuing acquiring companies? Should they be a part of that whole corporate gobble gobble Pac-Man style eat them up? Strategy, and if so, what companies do we want to see them acquire? And if not, why don't you feel like they need to acquire companies? So, really open-ended question here. Hoping somebody will just kind of take the ball and run with it and have a really stern opinion. So, uh, anybody want to talk about this? Have some ideas? Have some. I was
1: gonna let you go first, but since you're passing the torch, I have opinions. (laughs) All right, Um, get it. Certainly, like Nintendo. Nintendo does what Nintendo? great stuff on their own. Like, they don't really need to acquire other studios. That being said, if, you know, tomorrow Nintendo announced that they were buying, like, Platinum Games or Bandai Namco or any of these other, like, you know, studios that they've worked with. A lot, and that's really the thing with Nintendo is they tend to only purchase... Studios that they already have a relationship with, like Next Level Games and um, uh, Retro Studios, Rare back in the day. Like if they've already worked with this company enough times that they that they're practically a developer anyway, then they buy them. And so, like, I would love to see like, like my dream idea is for Nintendo to purchase Platinum Games. But let them still, kind of like uh, Hal and and uh, Game Freak do, let them still develop games for other platforms, but still also primarily be a Nintendo studio. Because then you can, you know, have that additional income coming from other systems and other games that you may not normally get, um, you sure. know,
0: Purchases well, yeah. from, but like, like there is no hard and fast rule that when you acquire a company, that company has to only produce content for you, right? And I think even um, oh, who was it? Uh, the Blizzard guys? No, the Bungie guys. Uh, when Sony acquired Bungie, I think the the Destiny guys were saying that Destiny Two is still going to be a multi platform game. There's still going to be like releasing updates for other systems and stuff. So yeah, it does get kind of you know kind of messy, right? It, it can be kind of a problem. Well,
1: my favorite weird acquisition thing is um, we're going to talk about Lego games uh, later on in the show. The Lego games are like the studio that makes the Lego games was purchased by Warner Brothers Interactive. Warner Brothers owns DC Comics. Sure. Disney owns Marvel Comics, but Warner Brothers is releasing Lego Marvel games and Lego Star Wars games for a competing studio, so like when you get into acquisitions, and these weird like multi-platform things, things get really bizarre it's sometimes. Real
0: messy, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, well, Eugene, any any thoughts, opinions, dream acquisitions <sighs> you want to see happen?
2: I think that um, it's funny because uh, at least on all the podcasts I listen to, this has kind of been a hot topic, right? It's like, oh, Microsoft bought. You know, everybody, basically. Sony bought, um, you know, Bungie recently. I think they just had a... They just spent a million dollars to do something with NVIDIA recently, too, I think, for Unreal. So, like, you know, a lot of people are spending money, and Nintendo's just kind of doing Nintendo stuff, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I I think they're the one major um, publisher, company, whatever type of thing that probably wouldn't need to acquire anybody only because Nintendo has that the IP that I think people just go for you know like I I I don't think that well I mean yes Sony has their own IP that people love so does Microsoft you know but like it's not but
0: like everything about Nintendo is you know Mario Zelda Metroid Kirby F-Zero Star Fox you know Pokemon through a second party you know yeah yeah no like it would almost make more sense for nintendo to do what it's doing and just expand and have more people working on stuff internally than to buy out like you know a company like bandai namco even and say like okay you make us a smash bros game type thing
2: because you see what happened yeah, like, in the like, past with Nintendo you know like Rare they, they had Rare and then they sold Rare to Microsoft you know and everybody was like oh my gosh why would you do that Rare was like the best company in the world and like you know look at Rare today you know like I mean Rare is still you know the Sea of Thieves is fun and stuff like that and I guess the avatars were on the 360 were cool but like they were never anything Nintendo like Nintendo saw the, the writing on the wall
1: with Rare and, yeah. and totally and, see and toss that one to the sharks.
0: <laughs> and I and I kind of question that because I wonder what Rare would be like if sure. it never got sold. You know, if it would have continued to like, you know, would have gotten a banjo kazooie on the GameCube and it would have been good. And I, I don't know, would have been fun to from see. From
1: what happen. I've heard uh, from various like YouTube documentaries, is that Rare was starting to fa- like starting to fall apart. People were leaving, and and you know, like. Just it was not doing well when Nintendo sold them, so mm-hmm. I think that was kind of a "let's get out <laughs> while the getting's still good." Yeah. Sure. Um, but like the other thing, um, you know, Eugene mentioned, you know, Sony, Microsoft buying studios. Sony and Microsoft, as much as we think of them as being like video game companies, they don't really make their own video games. Like Nintendo has always made games for Nintendo systems. Sony, anything that we associate with PlayStation brand or Xbox brand came from a third-party studio that that the company just licensed either an exclusivity deal or just promoted heavily to be associated with their brand. Like, I can't think of a single uh, PlayStation some uh, Microsoft had a game studio before they had Xbox because they made PC games. But I can't think of a single like PlayStation brand that wasn't like a third party that Sony just kind of swooped in and said, "Here, put this on our system. Yeah, we'll promote yeah. you." Yeah. Like, ba- yeah. Uh, Crash Crash Bandicoot was Activision, was Naughty right? Dog. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, mm. what I can't remember who originally made uh, Spyro, but that was third party tomb raider was eidos like you know all of these other companies made their most recognizable brands
0: even and, um uh, i was just uh, looking it up to to kind of to bounce off of that the playstation all-stars battle royale game which was their version of smash Bros, that was developed by Superbot entertainment and blue point games so yeah like
1: <laughs> and for- and featured characters from games that Sony didn't even make. So, mm-hmm. not that Smash Brothers is all mm-hmm. Nintendo characters now. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Six and one half doesn't But Sony
0: was doing it before it was cool.
2: Yeah. I, I guess if I had to um, do the pie in the sky thing, you know, like what I would want Nintendo to buy or whom I would want them to buy, obviously, I think it would be a Japanese studio, probably a smaller japanese studio type of thing you know but but um but who would that be you know like i just don't know the the ones that come to mind for me and they're not even smaller are like capcom and square enix but i don't think that nintendo would really have the the capital a but i don't even know if they would really even want that but know? if
1: nintendo would buy, for Squeenix, Squ- i could if see nintendo, Capcom maybe if
0: nintendo bought Squeenix, we could finally put the whole geno thing to bed and that would be worth it for <laughs> me that, <laughs> sure. would be worth, that would be sure. worth a few billion dollars um so i have a i have kind of a dream company acquisition and it's ironic given our last discussion we just had but um and it's less about benefiting Nintendo and more about benefiting the other company, I think. And it would never happen because I don't think they've proven themselves. But I would like to see Nintendo acquire Platonic and kind of make all right okay. in the world in a in a circular sort of sense. Because I think that um, Platonic is a studio of talented game developers that are too small for their own good and are really kind of working, and need- like, you know... Yeah, I think the, they also the need that off. that
1: Nintendo looking over their shoulder, that being polish. like, "Hey, you've got yeah. a great game here. Let's make it better."
0: <laughs> Ukulele was a good game that felt like an unpolished version of Banjo Kazooie, and Ukulele in the Impossible Lair felt like an unpolished version of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I would like to have the 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 Platonic series of games, if that studio does continue to work on things, be higher quality than it is. And yeah, I think Nintendo mm-hmm. could provide that higher quality. They could provide funding, which is, you know, always good for, for game studios when they're trying to make high quality products. It would be it would be nice. I would like to see that. So I think my wish list game is platonic. And maybe that's a side effect of growing up in the N64 era and kind of idolizing games like Banjo-Kazooie, but so be it. That's my choice. So.
1: Sure. Hey, on that note, you know, let's throw uh, Yacht Club games in there as well. Mm. Have have uh, Yacht Club I could, make a bunch of retro yeah. style games for Shovel, the Switch.
0: Shovel Knight <sighs> would fit well into totally. a Nintendo type platform. As sick as I am of Shovel Knight, like as sick as I am of him popping up in every indie game crossover ever, like I could see Shovel Knight fitting well into like the Nintendo verse. So yeah, I could definitely see that working. And I'd like to see like like I'm really invested in seeing Yacht Club do other games now. He's like, I, I don't know if you're, like, fully aware of their thing, but Steve was going over a few months ago with me how they, like, committed to all of these expansions and stuff because they got all of this money when they originally did their... It wasn't a GoFundMe, but whatever it was that they did their Kickstarter. So they've been making Shovel Knight products for, like, the last 10 years because they said, oh, we'll make three additional games and a battle mode and, a, and multiple sure. platforms. and So they've just been, like, meeting their commitments for the last 10 years. And I am so sick of Shovel Knight, like... Like, give me anything else at this point. So yeah, it would be fun. I to mean, see they the did
1: publish Star. that. Um, uh, I can't remember the out, robot, right? the cyborg ninja game. That's that I. Can't even remember the name of it. I, and it's a good game, and it definitely has that shovel knight polish. But they didn't even develop it; they published it for another indie studio.
0: Yeah, I know that they were either working on something recently or they published something recently. I can't remember exactly what that was, but I know they've moved on to other projects at this point. But it's it's yeah, it's one of those things. It's like I'd like to see what this company can do. You know, it, it was kind of like. Um, I, I always think of Cave Story when I think of, like, really successful indie games, and nobody oh, talks yeah. about Cave mm-hmm. Story anymore. Cyber Shadow is what... Uh, thank what
1: you, Steve. Steve, Steve. Wait, and Steve and, says, wait until Mina, I get my Switch out.
0: <laughs> Mina the Hollower is their new Kickstarter, <laughs> so thank you, Ghost of Steve. Uh, but, but Shit, yeah, my no. my Switch is dying. But but I always think of um, Cave Story as, as that example of, like... And I guess Five Nights at Freddy's would kind of be a modern version of that, right? You have a really successful game, and it works as an indie game developer, and you're making oodles of money off of it, so you keep re-releasing it and updating it and coming out with sequels and, you know, all that stuff. Right. But it, it limits, It limits, I think, talented game devs, and I don't know that I would classify Scott Cawthon as a talented game dev, personally. I have some personal issues with Scott Cawthon, um, w- which I kind of hate myself for because I hate getting into this stuff. But, um, but but just general train of thought, I think that a lot of times indie game developers get locked behind the idea that I have a successful series, I need to continue making a living off of this because I am not a company. So let's, you know, re-release the hell out of this game, update the game, make sequels to the game, you know, make what works kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's a shame because I think a lot of talented game devs miss out on the opportunity to make more games. You have that Nintendo experience where you've got, like, five different series that are all really good, you know, just because of resources and budget and whatnot. So, Yeah. So anyway, that worked well. I was nervous that that might not be a very good discussion, but we talked. We did I'm it. I'm proud of us. We did it. Um, do we need to take a break, or are we kind of foregoing breaks? I think I'm set. Yeah. All right, no breaks. So let's just move into change the system and talk about the games we've been playing. Um, Eugene, what have you been playing recently? I'm gonna let you go first because you know we let Justin go first in the last segment, and I really like to hear your opinion. So yeah, tell me totally. What you've been up um... to. Is it Elden Ring by any chance? Have you been playing Elden Ring?
2: Been playing that, been playing um, a little bit of Tunic as well. Um, Also, been. Tunic Tunic is good. Um, I have been playing a game that this background music is from, actually, on my uh, hacked Switch, because I was listening to a podcast, the Retronauts podcast, one of my favorite ones, actually, and they were talking about this game, Secret of Evermore, and I've never played it before. Always wanted to on the SNES. Never got the chance to, so I said, "Hell, no! Never a better time than right now." It's actually really good. You got this little dog boy that follows you around. Um, it, it's it's uh, a it's a Square Enix game or. I guess a Square game because it wasn't Square Enix back then. I but I a- genuinely believe that Square did their best work when they were Square, and I think Enix did their totally. best work when they were Enix. I have not sure. liked
0: them as much since. Same,
2: because Enix Enix did my uh, my favorite game of all time, Illusion of Gaia, and then once they were acquired by Square, I've never heard anything about the Soul Blazer mm-hmm. series. Come on, Square, what are we doing here? Uh-huh. Uh, but. But no, Secret of Evermore is pretty darn good, actually. It is a it's a game with a weird history that I didn't know of until I listened to the podcast, which actually made me want to play it even more. But um, this was a uh, almost a pseudo sequel to Secret of Mana, like kind of, sort of, um, because Spiritual there is an successor. actual yeah, sort of, right? Because but there is an actual Secret of Mana. Two, we just never got it, you know, because it's in Japanese only. So we got Secret of Evermore instead. Um, This is a game that was developed in the West, actually. One of the first Square games developed in the West. So that's another wrinkle to this one, you know? It's not an actual JRPG. Um, There was a couple of Japanese developers behind it, but, you know, for the most most part, it seems like it was developed in the West. And that's interesting to me.
0: So is it... um like how do i even ask this question is it like a secret of mana game in that it it feels like secret of mana but everything is entirely different or is it like there's actually like story and stuff from the original game that's translated over to this weird alternate sequel type thing like like what are well, we talking about
2: here honestly i i think that they just put the secret of name because it was popular because it really yeah. is not it, it's not like a Secret of Mana type game. It, it very you can kind of see a little bit of the skeleton I guess behind it. They probably use, you know, similar game engines so or something like it's that. It's as but.
0: much of a sequel to Secret of Mana as Super Mario 2 is a sequel to right. Super Mario
2: Bros. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so I I would al- actually almost say Super Mario World to Super Mario World 2. It's kind of like that for me. Where, uh.
0: Oh, Yoshi's Island. I was like, so there's a Super
2: Mario World 2? Yeah, right? <laughs> Everybody forgets that it was called Super Mario World mm-hmm. 2 subtitle Yoshi's Island. But yeah, no, so. But this one's fun. You have a. Um, it's. It's weird. It's not a. Upbeat game, really. It's kind of like, uh. You know. I don't know. It's. There's, I don't want to give too much of a story away for this 25-plus-year-old game in case anybody wants to play it. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. You're you're playing in this world. You're trying to kind of, like, you know, figure out what's going on in this almost, like, post-apocalyptic world. Um, And I like it a lot. It's really fun. It's – I probably put maybe five hours into it so I'm like very very early like super super early but yeah like I said you've got this little dog boy following you around so that's fun and uh, I I just like it it's fun I like the music I like the the story thus far Um, I'm really digging it so yeah I'm playing Secret of Evermore um, when I'm not playing Elden Ring and you guys probably don't want to hear me talking about Elden Ring anymore. I will say, though, that I thought that I was... I had played a lot more of Elden Ring than I had. I Like, seriously, I thought I was, like, 120 hours into this game already, but I, I looked at my play clock the other day, um, last night, in fact, and I was only at 65 hours. I was like, oh, okay. So... Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I felt like I had played a lot more of this game than I had, which is actually a good thing for me because I was like, I'm not nowhere near beating this game. I feel you know, so I guess I, I was uh, gonna
0: yeah. I, I was gonna ask. So like rough percentage estimate, like how far God. along do you think you are? Like
2: that's tough because there's um I I know that there are a few major bosses that you have to like defeat because they talk about them all the time. Have you defeated any of them? I've defeated. I think there. As far as I know, there's four of them. So I've defeated two of the four. And then okay. I'm guessing that there's going to be, you know, a main boss. In my I think...
0: head, I am picturing your progress through Breath of the Wild terms. So sure. you've done two of the four, um, what were they called? Divine Beasts. Yeah, I was going to say Guardian Deities. Mm-hmm. That's how long it's been since I played Breath
2: of the Wild. You've done two of the four Divine
0: Beasts. You've got two more to go and then you can go to Hyrule Castle, okay.
2: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I, you know, I'm kind of piecing the story together here and there. I haven't gotten on much like YouTube looking at like story stuff because I I think I want to finish the game first, but I'm gonna have to do that because this story is so like, it's not like apparent what the story is. You have to like pick it out in bits, bits and pieces. So I'm gonna watch like a recap video or something, you know?
0: I'm glad you say that. Are you, do you have more to change the system that you want to talk about? Because I have a really it's good That's pretty system. much it. Go ahead. Okay, I'm glad you say that because I had a similar experience with a game I played. And I played it a couple weeks ago, but um, I haven't been here to talk about it. So I'm going to go next. I played a little Dark Souls, Eugene. Hey, Tad, just yeah. Dip, dip my toe. Um, <sighs> I'm frustrated though because I thought that it would be fun to record my footage of Dark Souls. My first. Oh yeah, I heard about this story. Heard about I this story. I played for an hour and a half. It was very interesting. I think it was a very traditional first experience into a game like Dark Souls. I went back. I checked my audio. I had all of my audio from the game. All of me reacting to things. I checked my video, I had the first 11 minutes. I got right through the character customization option, and then I lost all my footage. So what I am planning on doing So we'll have a podcast for you. (laughs) Yeah, what I'm planning on doing this week is going back and essentially playing through the first hour or so of the game again, and doing my best to just kind of create clips of moments that I experienced with the original audio but not the original video to try to illustrate how my first time playing the game was, because I really want you to see this stuff. Um, I spent like a half an hour running around trying to figure out how to get through a door before I realized there was a passageway with a dude who would give me a key to get through said door. (laughs) Um, I died about 15 times in the tutorial section. My very first time I go through to do the tutorial boss, I try to fight the tutorial boss, who is very powerful, your first time fighting him only to realize after I died that there was a message on the ground that said, run away. A lot of stuff like that that I've been experiencing in this game. I chose my character's build entirely on a whim, not knowing anything about the way the game works. I chose Thief. Um, I have a ring from a witch that is apparently <laughs> useless. Um, just stuff like that that I, that, I, that I did in this thing. So, also, I'm realizing that the game is very indirect with where you're supposed to go and how progression works. I spent a good 45 minutes trying to go down this one route with a bunch of skeletons once you get to, like, the first main part of the game. Mm-hmm. Only to realize that I don't think I'm supposed to go there nope.
2: yet. Nope. Nope. Okay, good. Because the, <laughs> the skeletons are very
0: strong. <laughs> yep. I did pick up a one hammer see? and I was able oh, yeah, to. Oh, I was going to say there's an toys. item,
2: there's an item yeah. that you can get over there at least yeah, I've if been, you run. I've been, did you see I've been, the big skeleton boy?
0: I did. I fought him. There were a lot of moments. I can't wait to. <laughs> I can't wait to to try to recapture this experience for you, because I really need you to to experience what I experienced my first time. I'm really frustrated that the whole thing didn't record flawlessly, because I'm pissed, dude. It was a, it was an experience. Sure. Then I realized that you can attack just random NPCs that are yes. talking to you and i thought maybe i don't want to do this maybe this will cause me some harm in some way so i decided not to definitely uh, will yeah okay good so <laughs> where i left off and i'm going to have to get back to it because i'm thinking i'm going to have to restart the game now and just kind of retrace my steps is i went down a little thing into like this this forbidden city area and i thought i was doing really well i was fighting regular low level zombies then a couple of wraiths with stretchy arms came out of nowhere and just started oh yeah oh you know?
2: you're going to all the hard places you went to the graveyard and There's- then you- Okay,
0: so there's like no instruction of where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. It is it's like it's like somebody took an old NES Ghosts and Goblins and turned it into a 3D game. Like I have no indication of where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to do. Apparently I'm supposed to ring two bells, one way up high and one way down low, and that's mm-hmm. all I know. So also fire is important in this game. Don't totally understand why, but that's a thing. <laughs> then, there's, then there's like, um, I there's items that like have descriptions based on other items. So it's like, you have a revenant. You can use a revenant to restore humanity, but you need to have fifteen charisma points. I'm just making up words because I don't remember all the nonsense. <laughs> but there's like all of these like things that do other things that are related to third things. So I'm like popping humanity and then giving myself revenants or something. So. It's confusing, but I had a good time. I really do want to get through this game. I, I it's a challenge at this point. This game mm-hmm. is challenging me, and I want to see this through. So sure. I'm looking forward to making this a series. I just hope I can actually start getting actual recordings of it, because my God, is it an interesting experience your first time through? It is fascinating your
2: first time yeah. through. Yeah, the uh, I will say there's no shame in using a guide in this game. I
0: remember you saying that actually. Yeah,
2: because you still have to do the physical uh-huh. action of, you know, even if you know what to do, it's you still got to do it, you know? <laughs> so like, yeah, there's no shame. That's the first thing I'll say. But the second thing I will say is that um I think you're doing it exactly right because you... um you should this game is all about like testing your limits right it's like okay yeah i can go a few steps into this place and i think i'm pretty cool but wait there's this one guy that i am just nowhere near equipped to fight i probably yeah. should find a different direction and it, it that's it's kind of way of almost um uh, signposting you where to go because eventually you're gonna find the place where you can start killing the dudes. You know, you're like, okay, this seems right, type of thing. Well,
0: and that's the thing. I spent like a half an hour in Skeleton because, um, <laughs> like, like I was like, okay, clearly, like, like okay. So in the tutorial area, there were like these three zombies. That one of them had an arrow, and there were two that charged me, and they mm-hmm. almost killed me multiple times. And they're right before the boss, so every time mm-hmm. I lose to them, I'd have to go rest at the campfire and then go back and fight the same zombies cuz they come back to life. And I was like, "Man, every time I fight these guys, I'm losing. I got to get better at like parrying and learning how to block and stuff and mm-hmm. you know step back and step forward, that kind of thing." Um And so I was thinking, maybe the skeletons, maybe I'm just not good enough to fight the skeletons. Maybe I just don't understand the game mechanics well enough. Sure. And I was like, I don't think that's it, because now I have a weapon that deals damage, and I'm actually able to kill a few of these guys, (laughs) but it's still really hard. Like, you know, it's it's, it's a lot of, like, is it that I suck, or is it that the game is intentionally trying to keep
2: me away from this place kind of thing, you know? The coolest thing about this game is that, like, literally, if you're good enough, You can level one this game all the way to the end and beat the game. You don't have to level up at all. You can have the starting equipment that you start Mm -hmm. with, and you can beat the final boss like that if you're good enough. It's. But it's insane, I'm imagining. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Breath of the Wild speedrun style. Breath of the Wild
0: master mode on steroids is how I would describe this experience. Yeah.
2: Uh, The last hint I'll give to you is. be very careful, the NPCs that you're <laughs> killing, because they don't come back. Like, if you okay. kill an NPC, you, like, literally have to restart your game. I've done that before. I killed an NPC that, um, I mean, I didn't have to restart the game, but I, re- I realized after the fact that they were the ones that were selling me uh, my, ink, my sorceries, mm-hmm. and I was, uh you know, I needed those because I was specking, um intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I had to restart my game. Interesting. That sucked. Okay. Interesting. Intelligence right. well, is very op. Magic. I, great.
0: Also. I chose a build that has no intelligence. <laughs> I went. I went dexterity for my build. So we'll see how that plays out in the future. But, intelligence
2: you know. and strength, I feel, are op. Either get a really big stick or get really, really smart, <laughs> and then the game is uh, makes it itself <laughs> a lot easier. <laughs> well, we'll see how so my
0: it
1: speaks
2: run. softly it's... or carry a big stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, never both. <laughs> never both. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you're at least in it. I mean, oh, just yeah. the little time that you've had um, in the game, I think like you understand what that game is now. Oh yeah. You
0: know? so. No, I, I, totally. I, I, I've yet to, I've yet to have that moment of like, I get it now. I want to play this for hours and hours. But like, it's like, okay, all right, game. you gonna do that. We're gonna go. You know, kind of thing. Right. So it's right now. It's a love hate relationship. I'm waiting for it to just be a love relationship. Um, so that's Dark Souls that's my big game Uh, I've been playing just a lot of little stuff guys, like a lot of just garbage little stuff Um, I did a lot of Minecraft on my own without Steve We have a base. I know he's listening to this, but um, I already kind of told him this. We have a base we've been building that you can go check out if you watch my YouTube channel. And um, in that base, we've surrounded it with lava. We've got this giant tower that I'm building, and I'm building this tower up to, like, the heavens right now. Uh, Put a lot of work into that. Can't wait to show Steve and have a wonderful time with him in the tower. Uh, just, a, just a good time. I like Minecraft. Minecraft is my Lego game, you know? Minecraft is the game that I play when I just want to sit down and build, like, a house and have it be a big old fancy house and, you know, that is, explore an open world, that kind of stuff. I really, I really like Minecraft for that. Uh, but I haven't really been doing anything that interesting in it. I have been grinding the ever-loving crap out of RuneScape. I don't know if you guys remember from five years ago when I started working on this thing, but... Oh, I um, remember. I hit the strength level that I needed for, for this game. So I've been working on all my combat stats. Uh, my dad and I found a mini game that's great for leveling up, so we've both been just playing a ridiculous amount of time of that mini game, sometimes together, um, to, to get all our levels and stuff. My strength level is 80, which is where I need it to be. Now I need to get my 72 attack and my 71 defense up to 77. And when I do that, I will be combat level 100. And I can start my process of completing this massive quest that I've undertaken. So there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and I might have that by the end of the week. And I'm very excited about that fact. So uh, pray for me. Pray, please. (laughs) Good luck. Pray, Pray for me. I need it. I really like this <laughs> game. It's um, it's grindy as hell, and it's I just I enjoy it. It's a it's a fun game. It's a good time. So I'm looking forward to getting through and then remembering that there's other things to do in the game besides just grinding the ever loving you know hell out of a game for 20 straight years. Uh, but really, that's kind of it. I I haven't been doing that many other games. I God, really, there's really nothing even else worth talking about. Playing a lot of little Sonic games here and there because I watched the Sonic movie this week and. Really enjoyed that, so it really got my, my my energy up to play like Sonic three and Sonic Two and all that stuff. So that's kind of been my uh, my focus. Uh, now what I'm doing is vamping because that was where I was going to end my sentence, but Justin stepped away for a second, so I'm just, I'm I'm here. just talking. I'm, here. I'm just talking you, while you're You, I mentioned, wait for him to show you off. mentioned
1: Sonic and you reminded me of something I actually bought months ago. Uh, specifically for Sonic. Well, actually, for Sonic and uh, Street Fighter. But uh, I got one oh. of these babies, the eight-bit uh, Doe M um,
2: thirty. Oh, that's like my uh, well, also, uh, that's like my uh, Nintendo one that I so bought, but I probably not to, as cool. I have to yeah, ask did you
0: guys: Did you guys own Genesis's and Master Systems and everything as kids? Okay, see, because I didn't not either. Me. Not as and, a kid. That controller doesn't mean anything to me, and I have, like, no... Like, like, like when I think of playing, like, old-school Sonic games, I don't think, man, this would be better with a Genesis controller, you know, or a Master System controller or whatever. The,
2: the only thing that I um, remember that controller for is because I used to go to my friend's house to play Street Fighter on the Genesis because that mm-hmm. was the better version back in the day because, you know, yeah. the blood and stuff. Um, Debatable... It, but also the controller was better, <laughs> Justin. Street Fighter is undeniably yes, a better the, game with a the, six button. The six
1: controller. button controller, yeah. yeah. I imagine and that's that's one of the reasons I got this. That and also for the, you know, Genesis games that we get with um, you know, the the expansion pack. Um, this yeah. is um, not the official one um this is an 8 bit Doe version and it actually uh, resembles a saturn controller i think hmm. more than the genesis um especially with I the shoulder with buttons the, but
0: i figured with the m in its name it was probably a master system was that one of the names was is the sigma master yeah master, master system, system was, was actually
1: yeah master system was actually really similar to uh, like an NES controller in that it was, like, rectangular and had the two buttons on the side. Um, it's probably M for Mega Drive, I'd imagine. Ah, uh, that makes mm. sense. Or maybe um, Mercury or Mars or whatever Project Saturn was. M for blast <laughs> another...
0: processing. There we go. Yeah.
1: But, uh, so, yeah, I'm, and especially since they, Capcom just announced another fighting game collection that includes uh, not only Dark Stalkers, which has had disappeared off the face of the Earth for the longest time, but um, uh, what is it? Hyper Street Fighter Two. I mentioned Hyper Street Fighter Two a few times on the show. Hyper Street Fighter Two was the, I think it was the twentieth, no fifteenth anniversary edition of Street Fighter Two, and basically, what it is it's one game that combines all the versions of the previous games. So you That's don't cool. just select Ryu. You select Ryu, and then you get to choose whether it's Classic Ryu, Turbo Ryu, Super Ryu, Super Turbo Ryu. Like, you can choose... And so the movesets and the, uh, specs of the character will match the version that you choose. So, um, and I'm... I have been disappointed that every time, like, I was hoping Ultra Street Fighter 2 with all the fancy HD graphics would also do that, but they didn't do it. Um... So anyway, that's that's
0: Street Fighter Four on Switch. It's all I I know. I can't (laughs)
1: believe that that hasn't come out, especially since Street Fighter Four was like a pre-order bonus for I think there was the Street Fighter Collection, the 30th Mm -hmm. anniversary collection for every system but Switch. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? We if this game can run on an Xbox Three Sixty, if this game can run on a 3DS, it can run on a Switch. I don't know why um, we don't have it. I understand. uh, Unfortunately not
0: 5. Unfortunately 4 was my introduction to the series really because that was, like, the only game I owned on 3DS for, like, a year. And um, all of my favorite characters from that game came out in Street Fighter 4. So, like, or, or like, I guess maybe 3 and stuff. But it's, like, you know, Juri Han and Hakan and, like, those kind of characters. Those are the ones I like, and none of them are in the old games because they're, mm-hmm. they're all from the modern stuff. It's like, no, I want to play as my Turkish oil wrestler. I want to play <laughs> as a psycho girl with pigtails. Like, what don't you understand about this?
2: Right.
1: I do love some some Street Fighter and like uh, I, I really need to get back into uh, Sonic Mania so I might um, I might yeah. uh, charge better this better thing better. up and, and use it a little more tonight, but mm-hmm. that's not what I'm here to talk about. Um, I'm here to talk about a game that I may or may not have been forced to purchase about a week ago. Um, And that's a little game called Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Yes. Um, And uh, it is good. Um, It is. It's it's not a remake of the other. I mean, I guess it's a remake. It's not just a remaster of the old Lego Star Wars games. Like you're not replaying the same levels you played on the on the PS2 and all that. Like these are completely rebuilt from the ground up using modern lego game mechanics um everything is an open world until you you know go into a level and then it's a little bit more open but also still you know you still like do like story missions and all that steve talked all about it last week so i'm not gonna run on about it but um as much as i wanted to wait until um it went on sale i definitely don't think that this was a wasteful purchase i will get my money's worth out of this game uh i love lego games i love star wars it is great
0: (laughs) how far are you because i know you can start from either episode one episode four or episode seven and then you know like play through whatever you want whenever you want like like where are you
1: I started on episode one and finished that. I'm about halfway through episode two. I haven't really played it very much the past few nights because instead of been playing different games, um and if uh if if my friends here remember something I posted in Discord, um I found out that time splitters two and three mm. aka future perfect Are available on the Xbox Marketplace for really cheap if you have a gold membership. Um, And so I've actually been playing Time Splitters Future Perfect, which I have owned on the Xbox for a long time but never actually got around to playing. So it's nice to be able to play it. Guys, playing an original Xbox game. On an Xbox One on a big screen HD TV is a surreal experience. Like, <laughs> like just sure. There's, the there's something, and I say this all the time. I'm gonna say it again. That era of 3D gaming was the peak. Like, like yeah, they didn't have hyper realistic graphics. They didn't have you know all the fancy graphical audio bells and whistles that they have now, but like there's just something about those xbox gamecube ps2 graphics where they did so much with so little and the characters are so well defined and well animated everything's colorful and the best part about playing time splitters on the xbox one give me a moment here
0: yeah to justin's credit it didn't have the uh the jank and the weird developer choices of like N sixty four and PS one, you know.
1: I'm playing it with ah, one of these.
0: An oldie. And
1: there is, I want to say, there's nothing better than playing an original Xbox game on a replica of an original Xbox Duke controller. But this is an awful controller. <laughs> playing with it is a is a wonderful feeling of nostalgia but I wish they would re-release the S controller because the Xbox One controller isn't quite right for playing these old games. Like, just, the button placement and everything like that is still... Because really... the Xbox...
2: I, I did like the Xbox controller in that it had six buttons on the face. That's one of the last uh, yeah controllers that had that with the white and black buttons or whatever, you know, so...
1: Yeah, so, like, if you're used to playing Xbox games with the white and black buttons, it's nice to actually have white and black buttons, whereas the, um, you know, the Xbox One controller, you have to remember, like, which bumper applies to which thing,
0: but, so... I feel like there's an entire generation of games that I just missed as a kid. (laughs) Sure, sure.
2: Well, uh, uh, honestly, a six-button controller is the perfect controller for a fighting game. I feel you know, oh, yeah. like there's oh. a. I mean, unless it's Mortal Kombat, in which case, yes, yeah. And See, the, that's the, the thing. The
1: shoulder buttons made more sense on
0: those. Th- th- that's the thing, though. Like, I think you guys know that I'm really excited for the, the JoJo All-Star Battle re-release that's coming out this year, and mm-hmm. it's coming to Switch. And one of the things that they do in that game that they did in Street Fighter 4 that I really like is they do this thing, like, assisted combos and whatnot for um, the fighting game for people like me who don't like Entering combos and still want to do cool moves, so it's like, oh, you can press the the right trigger to use your ultimate attack, and like I really thrive off that. Of was that. my favorite
1: thing about the 3ds version of Super yes, Fighter is you yes, just map the
0: special moves to the I touch screen. Could, <laughs> I could actually play a, a 2D fighting game well because I'm not I'm not invested enough in 2D fighting games to memorize how to play them. You know, I don't I don't want to remember that every character has their own set of combos and to do a Shoryuken sure I have to do a circle half down, AB right, you know, like like I don't I don't play games like that, you know? So for me getting to getting to just push one button and use like special attacks and map stuff like that, so valuable. So I really do love that.
2: <laughs> I, I actually I really like the, the... Version. Oh, go, go ahead, GG. Yeah, the real quick, I was just gonna say I really liked the GameCube game. It was like uh, It was like Capcom vs S N K or something like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. um the the C stick was just that, right? It was kinda mm-hmm. like Smash Bros., like you can C stick forward oh, yeah. and throw a yes. fireball type of thing, you know? Yeah. So th- I, I nice appreciate cool. it. Yeah,
1: the, yeah. the uh the Game Boy Advance version of Super Street Fighter Two had like an easy moves. Uh, feature where instead of doing like uh, quarter circle down to forward and punch to throw a Hadouken, you just press forward and punch at the same time. Mm-hmm. So and then to do like a uh, Shoryuken, you push like like the corner and pu- so like you didn't have to memorize. And so like to do like a Sonic Boom, instead of having to hold, you just go back forward. You know, mm-hmm. like and I appreciate that, like especially. All the time that I put into playing Mortal Kombat 11, I didn't learn any of the special moves. I always had to look them up. Um, I always had to look up the fatalities. I was not at all interested in paying for fatality tokens yeah. in order to do them easily. They're easy enough to pull off, but I can never... I, like, those days are gone, man. My brain is is too... I can... I can you put a controller, a Super NES controller in my hand and turn on Mortal Kombat 2, I'll be pulling off special moves and fatalities like I like I just, you know, played it yesterday. You sure. try and teach me special moves and, and finishing moves for a new fighting game? Forget it. Psh, gone.
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel that.
0: I, uh... uh. I hate to admit this, but I think all of your guys' LEGO hype is actually going to get me to get LEGO Marvel Super Heroes 2 because it's on sale for 80% off.
1: (sighs) I haven't played much of Marvel Super Heroes 2. Um, I played played the first first one. Yeah, I played a lot of the first one and really enjoyed it. Um, LEGO City Undercover, man.
0: Great LEGO open-world game. I know. It might might have to grab that might have to grab that too see i found out too that this game fixes one of my biggest flaws with the first game and that it has gwenpool who is my favorite marvel character so i kind of want to play that so i might just end up getting a bunch of lego games tonight we'll see how that goes they go on sale
1: so often and they're and they're all like the worst lego games are still pretty good it's like pizza
0: it's eight dollars right now and I think Lego <laughs> City is like five dollars so it's gonna be a Lego kind of day I guess I'm,
1: that's like the uh, scribble scribble Notes, I think it's scribble nuts games have been on sale mm-hmm. a lot lately for like five, we- ten bucks a piece.
0: Talk for a second. I know we're done and we have to uh, to get off of the show, but can we talk for a second about how amazing Scribble Knots was when it first came out? Such a simple concept, but so unique, like so freaking cool. I I wish that it was still fun, you know? I <laughs> loved it. Yeah, it was a cool freaking I barely played
1: game. the game, I just liked I just like the sandbox. Well, of, that's what you know. That's what I did. Things and
2: yeah.
0: No, I used to like create Pikmin. Like I would create like little, little, you know, like gray things and have them battle red things and stuff. Like that was oh man,
2: good,
1: good
0: series, man. Good times, good times.
1: Oh, I might end up no, no, no. That that twenty dollars is specifically earmarked for Kirby. When I have enough money to, <laughs> to finish paying for it, I cannot buy any more games. But but. I might have to get scribble knots one of these days when it's in the budget again.
0: All right, well, since this episode was bad for our health and our wallets, did you have anything else you wanted to tell us about, Justin, before we bail?
1: I, I'm sure I will think of something after we're done recording. I always do. Let me just look at my recently played games here. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like anything super exciting worth talking about, so I think we're. I think I'm good to close out.
0: I, and we are done. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I had a good time. I had a fun time, guys. Uh, we will be back again next week to talk about whatever happens in the wonderful world of video games. But until then, thank you so much for watching. Check out all the, 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 the Infendo.com when Eugene gets that up and running again. Check that out. That'll be cool. Go on oh, right yeah. now, actually. Thanks for me. As no, you're no, listening no, to, no, you listen to this, go on and see if he fixed it by the time you listen to this episode. Because I bet he <laughs> will have fixed it. He's that good. I'm um, blaming Cloudflare. Eugene, I'm either getting us free traffic or we're going to call you out. So it's
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of the two, right?
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, no, thank you guys for watching. Uh, it's been a long week for, I think, all of us. We're all a little, a little tired, but we love doing the show. We love hanging out with you. So we'll be back again next week with another one
1: bye-bye see you real soon
2: adios peace